Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama fan cast. Warm teen drama fan cast. I know we've been talking about how it's been winter for weeks, <laughs> months, years maybe. But this is uh, this is Canada, and sometimes you have winter, and then the next day you have summer. It's almost like Riverdale. <laughs> I think I think in one day it went from like snowy and minus it wasn't that cold to be clear it was like snowy and minus five mm-hmm. and now it's plus 25 it's summer and it's warm i got we do have the window open so if a siren goes by you'll hear it you'll like it ambiance <laughs> yeah it just lets you know that we're real in a real place <laughs> we're humans but we need to have that window open it's so hot you so guys. hot kevin has a dog and the dog is has too much fur and she just stands she stands upstairs <laughs> with her tail down and her head down she ne- and size. She needs to get a haircut because she just stands there and is just like, I don't like anything. She's so upset. Oh, it's it's a it's bad, it's a bad situation. And we keep finding her in bathrooms, laying under the <laughs> sink, being like, take me now, world. Uh, it's sometimes, hot. Sometimes I want to lie on the bathroom floor. It's always cold in there. Oh, I've done that before. And we're just like, this is a cold place. I'm going to stay <laughs> this here. This is where I live now. This is my new life. Is my home. <laughs> I also found old blog posts where I'm like, I'm sick. I'm laying on the floor in my office, and in five minutes I have to go run drama camp. But for now, I type this blog post from the floor of my office. <laughs> yeah, keep you updated. Like Twitter before Twitter. I think there was Twitter. Yeah, but you weren't using it as much. Well, it's before we had smartphones. So how was I supposed Actually, Kevin, you won't remember this. Before okay. there were smartphones, you could text Twitter to update your Twitter. I mean, I kind of knew that. Yeah, it was it was a time. I did it once and I was like, "Oh my god." It's weird to think about the like order things have come in. Um because smartphones are so ubiquitous and they're useful for like I really like smartphones. Mm-hmm. I think they're one of like I understand the whole like I don't know, stuff about all the stuff in the smartphones, but I think they're one of the good inventions of our time. I think it's made the world so much bigger and so much smaller at the same yeah. time. And I think I think it's it's there's so many because um, obviously there's the there's the very very old people uh, who are like ah new technology never. Our parents were like we're never gonna get a smartphone. One of them got a smartphone and now they they love them so much. The funny part is mom was <laughs> like I don't need a smartphone, but I'm buying one for your dad because dad needs a smartphone. And I was like. Does he? Is that what's happening here? And then she got a smartphone. And she got a smartphone. Um, and then you uh, also get a bunch of people, especially around my age, like the millennial age. Um, I think a little bit younger than me, um, who are a lot of like, oh, smartphones are like ruining us with these things. I'm like, no, you're ruining yourself. You yeah. can, if you can't handle your own stuff, that's like, your problem. Deal with it. Like I remember before having having mm-hmm. smartphones and everything just being like slower. Well, and, like, most of us who are functional adults, who are old millennials, because I'm also a millennial, but um, those of us who are old millennials, we can handle leaving our phone in our purse or in our pocket (laughs) for a dinner. Yeah, I will will sometimes just, like, the the amount of times I've had to apologize for people being like, sorry, my phone was in the other room. I know, and they're like, I've sent you so many text messages. Aaron, I'm trying to date you, and I texted you yesterday, (laughs) and I'm like... I know. I don't know. My phone was somewhere else. Like, don't get me wrong. I know there are people out there who are, like, very much addicted to all the things their smartphone can do. 
But like there are people like, out there who are addicted to everything. Yeah, but like it's the it's the sort of thing where it's like the people like that will have found something else to I mean, Kevin, there yeah. are people out there who are addicted to eating the inside of their couch. You can be addicted to anything. Like anything. At least psychologically. Physiologically, that's a whole other story. But psychologically, you can be addicted to anything. Literally. And you anything. know what? Your brain your brain is hard to handle. Yeah. This is a Riverdale uh recap review teen drama podcast. Which uh, you guys should know. <laughs> Which you never should have realized by all the stuff we were saying about smartphones. And millennials. Millennials. <laughs> the Riverdale kids are not millennials, though. They're Generation Z. Yeah. The last generation. What was... Because millennials had a name before they became millennials. So were you Generation Y? No. Generation Y is, like, a half generation. I think we okay. were Generation Final, weren't we? Well, because we were, we were something, and then they were like, ah, millennials. Yeah. Because I, I remember that specifically because when the whole, like, millennial poster are coming up, I'm like, oh, what are millennials? I know. I kept on being like, I'm not a millennial. And then I realized, oh, I am. Okay, sure. Yeah, whatever. millennials started in, like, 1982. Yeah. That means it, people who are older than me are millennials. When I first heard millennial, I thought it was people who were born in the new millennium. Yeah. I thought it was people who were born in 2000 and, like, 2010. So I was like, why are all these young kids, like, why getting... Why are these 20-year-olds tastemakers? Who are all these people being cruel to these 12-year-olds? <laughs> They're just kids. They're just children. They don't know. <laughs> like, oh, no, wait. Oh, my God. Can we... Before we get into the Riverdale, sure, I just want to not? talk about what actual teenagers are like. Sure, why not? <laughs> we got nothing else to do. You guys need to know. You guys, the listeners. So, um, I am a very um, famous and prolific individual who just went to a comic <laughs> expo and spoke on a panel about screen, uh, not screenwriting. I don't write screen script writing. Yeah. Uh, the reason I was invited, I don't, I don't I, know why you're saying it in such all those ways. All those things are true. I cannot imagine that I'm a functional adult who is like an authority on things and people should listen to me. Well, that 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 uh, that that is something that people deal with. And that is, I mean, I'm speaking at many panels this year about that. <laughs> and when people ask me, I'm like, I don't know. People need women. I'm a woman who writes things. <laughs> anyway. So I was at the expo yesterday. Yeah. Wandering yeah. after my panel. Calgary Comic and Entertainment Expo. And there were these teenagers. These 15-year-olds. These kids who are the same age as Riverdale characters. Yeah. And guess what they were doing? Were they solving mysteries? Joining the mafia? Driving sexy cars? <laughs> Dating sexy women? Dating adults? Hopefully not. No. They were standing outside of Artist Alley, yelling, T-poses, T-poses, and laughing hysterically at everyone who walked by. Were they and in T-poses? They were either putting their arms out into uh, the shape of a T. As a T-pose, Or yeah. they were kind of doing a, uh, like, little teapot pose. Okay, yeah. you see, I get the, the T-poses thing is a video game thing, because when you ever have, a like, a character who essentially is being modeled, they're always in a T-pose. I like how they're doing a teapot thing, so I guess they're, like, making a joke, where it's like, T-pose, and then a T-pose. And they just wanted the strangers walking by to do the T-pose. And you can tell that they're just like, we're so wacky and so extra. <laughs> we're the coolest teenagers ever, because we don't care about being cool. Look at how wacky and extra we are, <laughs> everyone who loves us. All right, let's do this. That this is a- season two. Episode 19, Prisoners. Prisoners. So I learned something, Aaron. Did you learn that it's winter? It is winter. That's one thing I learned. (laughs) 
The what other, else did you learn? I learned that apparently <laughs> the uh, the Riverdale Vixens have funeral garb cheerleading outfits complete with black pom-poms. Yes, because they go to so many funerals of teachers. <laughs> Do you think that's like the Cheryl was like, look... If we're going to go to a funeral, as because we have to wear our cheerleader uniform. Mm. If we're going to go to a funeral, we better have appropriate funeral attire. I mean, now that you said that out loud, Cheryl definitely commissioned and demanded those outfits for Jason's funeral. Oh, yeah, she totally did. Because she thought he was alive. I bet she did that. Without fail. Yeah, that so is she, why they have them. Yeah, so she's, and then I guess they just didn't wear them. Because when the actual <laughs> funeral happened, she's like... Ooh. Oh, this just seems like a bad no, taste. They didn't come in in time. She <laughs> oh, ordered yeah. them from China. Do you know what they did come in time for? Midge's funeral. Yeah, Midge is Midge actually is dead. dead. She's full dead. Which Completely wasn't surpri- dead. Surprises me that they... Not surpri- does not surprise me that they killed her. That's one that like, we accepted that could be one of the things that happened. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to repeat what I said last episode. The, the, the injury she had seemed very... TV, I'll survive... Because yes. the, because he shot them point blank like Mo- like Moose got shot point blank so rage, many times so many times and he's like yeah hey, whatever and like this is kind of spoilers but if you guys watched the previously on you saw Nick St Clair so yeah. you figured out he's in this episode yeah he is walking by the way he says he walks with a limp he walks with no limp no no <laughs> this yeah. man had his was in a car accident and then beaten up by Archie had oh, both oh, of his legs and calves punched punched a lot. Like, robo-punched. Yeah. Like, what, three weeks ago? And a lot, a lot. We, who knows, Aaron? Who knows? Who knows how long they put on the Did that happen before Christmas? You know, you know, Aaron, maybe, maybe the musical took them a year. So it's the next it's year. It's the next year now. So now they're juniors. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, that that makes sense, because it's very snowy just in that graveyard. It's anyway, nowhere else. It's Midge's funeral. She's very dead. Uh, we cut away to the interrogation of all the children. It's a montage. Yeah. Uh, Sheriff Keller did not know about the threatening letters. Despite the fact that... that His son is the director who was threatened. I Yes, I mean, that makes sense. Because I, I assume this like these interviews were immediately afterwards. And I assume his son was not the first interview. But Kevin, they rehearsed that play for so long. You would think Kevin would go home and be like, "Dad, I'm getting through." Do, do you for did you forget the entire premise of the last episode? Kevin was not going to tell anybody. Ugh, just Kevin talk to your dad. I, no, because if, if he talked to his dad, then that would ruin his show. <sighs> that Aaron, I'm going to say that that is. I mean, it's completely realistic. <laughs> completely realistic. Right, being like, I don't want to ruin my show. That is a thing a 15 year old would do. And to be fair, he was wasn't wrong. It was Ethel who was doing them. Yeah, the threatening letters had nothing to do the with Black Hood. the Black Hood. It was just an unfortunate coincidence, apparently. And then Moose maybe lies to Sheriff Keller. He definitely lies. But he also maybe well, is just so sad that he forgets they had a fight. No, I think he... I don't think necessarily that he's lying. I think he's just, like, obscuring the fact it was a fight. Because he said something stupid. And you know what? I don't think he has anything to do with her murder. No. I think they just had a dumb teenage fight I am, now he's I sad. am interested because we did, we got no follow-up on the fact that Midge was close talking with Fangs. Nor oh, the yeah. fact that um, Moose charges by Jughead trying to find Midge. Jughead does give all of his footage over to Sheriff Keller. Yes. So Sheriff Keller has all this stuff. Though apparently he did not watch it because he had no idea what the letters. He has no He doesn't care. Anyway, then, back to the funeral. Back to the funeral. Where, where it's still a musical. Because Cheryl is singing. Well, yeah, but I mean, I don't think we... I think we can just assume that she is singing. And she's And also, oh. she's like... I mean, about what you're going to mm. say. She apparently goes all, like, hellfire. 
Yeah. But she's wearing her sad lipstick in this scene. It's mm. like a berry color. It's not red. Yeah. About how the vixens will not stand for the chaos in this town, and they are going to burn the corruption out of the town. Yeah. Yeah. I Cheryl, guess. Um, is... I don't know what Cheryl's arc is again. Once again, I don't know what her arc is. I mean, Cheryl's taking a hint from Archie and creating her own um, teen. Yeah, I guess this time it would be the Vixens. Yeah. What is it? What is a civilian? A vigilante group? It starts with an M. She's creating Mom? her own civilian militia uh, made out of the Vixens. <laughs> made out of the Vixens. But she says it, and you can almost see the Vixens be like, What? 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 I also. No. We're cheerleaders. I also want to point out that in this funeral, for some reason, Tony, not in this episode. No. Veronica and Betty, not standing with the Vixens in their funeral cheerleading outfits. No. But all of the main characters of this TV show are standing in the front row at the funeral. Yeah, Pop Tate makes an appearance, has no lines in this episode, but uh, Josie's not there, though. Josie's Professor Professor Weatherby. Is Josie there? No, she's not. Yeah. Principal Weatherby is there in the front row. Yeah. No lines. Yeah. So, FP, FP is at the funeral in the front row. Yeah, they, sure. they fill the front the front row up with like every character who's spoken. And Ever. we are very briefly introduced to uh, Midge's mom, who is, once again, she just lost a daughter, so her lashing out is not unrealistic. But she slaps Sheriff Keller in the face and says, you should have ke- t- kept these teenagers safe. What is wrong and with then, you? Which, once again, it's fine. Like, she's lashing out, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But Cheryl backs her up. I know, and I'm like, guys, <laughs> as far as you know, he killed the Black Hood. Yeah, like, here's like, Sheriff Keller has done some dumb things as a sheriff. He's done some dumb, dumb things. Most of what he does is dumb. This is one of the few things where I'm like, Really, this time? This time where I actually feel like he was in his right... Like, he thought he shot the Black Hood. And he has no reason not to think he shot the Black Hood, because the only person that Archie Andrews has said to, the eyes are not right, is the fake FBI agent. And not, and not only that, if, like... If, if if I feel like if he listened to Archie, I would have insulted him because if you if you're the sheriff of a town and here's what here's what you have to go on. There is a man who's a serial killer. You see a man who's wearing who's wearing the exact same clothes, chasing children, and he tries to make a child bury her own best friend. Yeah, then then you know what? Reasonable, like like I'm going to go back to what I said that in the in our recap for that episode. Hope maybe you should have shot him in the back. Maybe you should have been able to, like... Maybe you should have shot him in the leg, try to keep him, take him in. Yeah, so you could interrogate him? <laughs> so you could interrogate but him. you know what? You were protecting the children of that town. Yeah, yeah, like, you were doing that thing. So I don't know what Cheryl's problem is. And you know what else? If he hadn't shot the Black Hood in the back, Archie Andrews would have shot that man in the chest. <laughs> he still would have been dead. All I can imagine is that what happened is that Midge's mom, like, freaked out. And maybe even later, Midge's mom was like, oh, I probably freaked out too much. But Cheryl saw it and was like, I'm going to latch on to this. This seems correct. Yes, I'm going to do this now. And that's now her thing. Love attention for Cheryl. <laughs> uh, okay. We get some talking. So, yes, the teenagers are talking to each other. Everyone's kind of like, hmm, I mean, mysterious things have been happening in town, and Sheik came to town, and then Archie's like... No, Jughead 100% is like, it's probably it's Chick. Sheik. Yeah, and then Archie is like, but maybe the Black Hood isn't dead. <laughs> and then they're like, but we saw him in a Black Hood. And Kevin and I were both like, I mean, both Betty and Reggie at different times have worn a Black Hood yeah, in the show. Yeah, it's literally a Black Hood. Anyone could wear it. Like, like once again, it's not, yeah, it's not a big thing. And I think... It, 
this point in the episode, Archie is still the only one who's like, no, the real Black Hood is alive. Everyone else is like, a copycat? Cheek is creepy? I don't know. And Archie's like, no, guys. The Black Hood. Yeah. <laughs> He's alive. Yeah. Like, like it's, I'm fine with Archie feeling that way because he is like... He's like, I eyes. I've seen the eyes. I told that fake FBI agent. <laughs> it was. And then I never followed up with anybody else. Except for during the in the interview at the beginning, it's always... <laughs> oh, yeah, he did do that in the interview. So in the interview, it's like circling camera, and every time it goes behind um, Sheriff Killer's back, we get a new kid. Um, but And every single time he asks them a question, except for Archie, who's like, I have a question for you. Do you think the Black Hood is alive? I the have, eyes. I have a dare for anyone out there. If you ever get arrested, I want you to start your interrogation by, by being like, before you begin, I have a question for you. Were <laughs> you speeding through that intersection? And just see what happens. <laughs> just see what happens. Report see. back. We're not going to do it, but do it for us. <laughs> Uh, and then we have a couple scenes where the couples talk to each other, but mostly I'm just confused why it was winter in the graveyard and is now no spring of pop tates. Yeah. There is a brief scene that's kind of important where Veronica's like, Archie, you can't be wild anymore. And I'm like, oh, Veronica, he does end safe things all the time because now he's in the mafia. Also, I like how she spends an episode giving him, or not episode, that scene, giving him ideas. She's <laughs> like, he can do. <laughs> Archie, you can't break into Mr. Svetson's house. Archie, you can't go rogue and find the Black Hood. Archie, you can't. No more militia. <laughs> and Archie, just, you can see in his head just being like, I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll do that. These are great ideas, Veronica. Thanks. I'm so glad we had a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> she hugs him and he's just like, yeah, like, mm. I'm going to do all those things. I have so many pages of notes for this episode because there's so many short scenes. <laughs> uh, but the the main crux of all that is that we get a, a dramatic moment where Archie walks down the street and he thinks he sees someone and he rushes up to see them. And there's no one there. But then from behind him, stepping out from, I guess, the hedges that are on this street is a person in a black hood. Ooh. An actual black hood. Literal hood. Like an actual hood. Not not the mask that they use, an archaic version of hood. Exactly. Now, so many people are unsettled. Keller wants to talk to Sheik. Luke Perry Andrews and Archie have a kitchen talk where Luke Perry Andrews is like, well, this is our town. And Archie's like, Dad, go away. Go stay with Mom. Be safe. Yeah, because, you know, the Black Hood's cleaning up, getting the people that he couldn't kill the first time because he was a bad serial killer. But now he's learned how to use knives. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's up to three deaths now. He's officially a serial killer. Great work, Black Good, Hood. Good, <laughs> good for job, you. Black Hood. You're now officially a serial killer. Great work. Yeah. And not a spree killer because of the... Well, I mean, uh, we don't know how much time was between it's them. It's been somewhere between three weeks to a year. <laughs> we have no idea how long it's been going on for. Hey, Riverdale writing team... We would love to interview you. I just want a timeline. Just give us a timeline. I just, I know it seems like such a dumb thing to hang up on, but it comes up so much that I'm like, what is a timeline? How lo- How is it still winter, but also spring? <laughs> how long do they rehearse that musical for? How are it, his legs healed? I don't know. Uh, Betty is like, hey, she, uh, leave. <laughs> no, she says to her mom, do you think she oh, should yeah, leave town? Oh, yeah, sorry, we don't see And then she her mom's yet. like, she isn't here. And Hal's like, I live here. <laughs> I don't know. There's also a short cutscene where the lodges are like, we're going to do some investigations about, I don't know, the Black Hood. No, no, no. She, they have post-its. It's not that they're going to do investigations. They for some, they want to use this to somehow get Keller out of office because now, I don't know why they, I don't know why the problem with Nothing Keller is. Nothing the lodges do makes sense. Anyway. And they're like, hey, Veronica, uh, you and Cheryl are sometimes friends. 
do think you're sometimes and Veronica's like, I'm not gonna. I can't. I don't understand what you want. I don't want to. Your your plans are so convoluted and dumb, and I don't know what any of them mean. I'm just going to make my own plans. Bye, guys. Look, I'm going to try to set up another plot line, because this one is not working out for me. Veronica does not enjoy this. Um, Betty and Jughead have... Everything just moves so quickly. Betty and Jughead have a scene where Betty's like, I've come to a realization. Both Sheik... And Mr. Swenson were in the Sisters of Quiet yeah, Sorrow. Yeah, I, I think she's working off the assumption now that... I think she still believes the Black Hood is dead. Like, she just thinks that Sheik might ha- be... Might be a copycat or connected somehow. Yeah, or maybe they work together or something like that. So, obviously, they're going to have to go to the Sisters of Quiet Sorrow. Yeah, the terrible sisters place. But first, we have a short scene where Hermione Lodge is like, Well, if Veronica won't do my bidding, I'll do my bidding. <laughs> I'll do, you know what? I can tell myself that she goes to a mirror and is like, hey, Hermione, you somewhat know Cheryl. You maybe, have a- Maybe you want to go to that teacher's house and uh, trick her into writing an angry op-ed piece. No, Hermione, I don't want to do that. Uh, but maybe you maybe you do. You see us mob wives use wiles and, <laughs> and giles, and you should use your giles and your wiles and talk to this teenager. <laughs> So she does. Yeah, and, and for some reason she's like, I was going to write an op-ed piece. And I'm like, what? When? No, to, um, once again, she's lying. She does own the newspaper, so <laughs> she can print whatever she wants, I guess. That's essentially the thing. She's like, why don't you also write an op-ed piece, teenager, who I don't, who might not be literate. But you think Keller is bad, so. <laughs> I don't, don't you want to see the piece that she ends up writing? <laughs> it's and just ha- like a piece of paper where she's wrote, Sheriff Keller, he are bad. Well, I'm 100%. It's all in, blo- like, it's all capitalized. Oh, yes. Yeah, and there's no punctuation. And it probably actually doesn't say Sheriff Keller. It probably says, Dad Keller, he are bad. <laughs> yeah, and she probably uses a lot of, like, very strong and confusing metaphors. And maybe some emojis? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then, and then, Broken heart, crying girl. <laughs> she somehow makes it about herself by talking about Jason. Girl with red hair. When my brother died, I felt rage, and now I feel more rage, and it's all the sheriff's fault. Sheriff Keller could not save my brother, who was murdered by my dad. <laughs> who I faked his death. He is psychic, but not. <laughs> I... Remember Cocaine. when? Remember when I tricked the sheriff? That is his proof that he's bad sheriff. <laughs> if a teenager could convince him that my brother was dead when he was only ran away, but actually he but was actually dead. was dead. <laughs> if a teenager could do that, what could a grown up do? I, I don't blame Sheriff Keller because I have to imagine that at the end of the first season, he sat down at his desk and he had like. A mug of coffee, and it was very quiet. It was bursting the horizon, and he just sits there, very like prim and proper. He has his hands on his desk and just goes, "What?" And then he turns and looks at his beautiful mind wall and just what? shakes his head. <laughs> what happened? What? What is? What? So who? And then he gets a phone call. It's like <laughs> Luke Perry had just been shot, and he's like, "Oh come on, really." Uh, FYI, Archie Andrews was driving without a license. Do you want to just give him a license? <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, okay. Whatever. Fine. Who cares? He drove a truck. Yeah, anyway, op-eds are going to be written. Uh, So Betty and Jughead go to do some investigation. And once again, we learn that Betty doesn't care about people. Yeah, Betty. She just cares about her own ends. Yeah, Betty. Betty's like, I'm friends with Cheryl. And Cheryl's in your terrible straight um conversion group, which is still going on. It's underneath her feet. Yeah. 
So these <laughs> these poor gay kids are leaning are at the still there. Yeah, they're they're at the vents, being like, "Betty, turn turn her in. Betty, it's, do something." We didn't know this was illegal. We just thought it was bad. Betty, stop. So Stop. The reason Betty makes this thread is she wants to look at Sheik's records. Yeah, she wants the yeah she wants Sheik's files. If he ever would have met Charles Swinson. Yeah. And the woman's like, "You are children, so no." And then she's like, "How about blackmail?" But <laughs> if you let me see this file folder, I won't tell you know the authorities and the FBI you that can... you're doing very bad crimes and are monsters. Just the worst things. I hate this. I hate this especially because she spends a lot of the season being like, "Sheik's a monster. He's so terrible and bad." She's only upset because he's in her house. Yeah, it's more of this stupid "not in my backyard" stuff because Cheryl, because Betty cannot see the the people who are being like tortured in this. Mm-hmm. She just, she knows about it, but she can't see it. And it's not affecting anyone she's related to right now. Yeah, it was sad when it was Cheryl, but now it's nobody she knows. And it was sad when it was her sister, but they yeah. broke her sister out, so it's fine. Yeah, so it's fine now. No one's being hurt. And I hate it so much. Especially because, like, Betty and Jughead especially are written to be, like, such social justice warriors. Yeah, I mean, well, last time I don't think Jughead was Jughead there when she did the last, um... I think I'm even her and Archie. That's possible. But, like, it's just, it's extremely hypocritical. Yeah. And I understand the teenagers are hypocritical and just teenagers yeah. have not fully fleshed out. Hey, like, teenagers, I'm sorry to break this to you. It takes time to fully flesh out opinions and stances yeah. in the world. Yeah. And when you're 15, yeah. you're still working and on also, that. Also, I, I d- despite what uh, some of the internet believes, you're allowed to change your opinions. And it's okay. You're allowed to change. <laughs> Doesn't make you bad. Doesn't no. It in fact means you've grown and as a person, you're allowed to be different mm-hmm. than you were when you were earlier. But Jughead chained himself to a school. Because pores. Because of something. I don't know. But he will not stand up for the people who are being legitimately abused by the people who are in authority. Mm-hmm. He does not see the comparison here. This show is filled with authority figures abusing their power. And no one caring. And, yeah. And, and then no, other authority unless figures. Unless it happens to them. And other authority figures, like, kind of stepping sideways and everyone caring. Yeah, I'm, if, if by the end of the season, or I'm going to give them until next season. If, if next season they don't shut down this, like, someone doesn't shut horrible down this, place. this horrible place. Even if they just let it fade away, I'm going to be infuriated because it's such a bad place. And Betty knows she has proof. I hate the lodges. They're terrible, but I really want the lodges to shut this down. It'd be great. Like, it would if they all go to the prison. The lodges are it building. It would give us a lot of really interesting stuff. <laughs> but you know what's more important with this scene? Yeah, uh, guys, Sheik is it, not Betty's brother. Sheik isn't Chick. He is. <laughs> that's why we've been calling him by the wrong name all along. Yeah, he's apparently this other boy that I guess they have a recent photo of him because everyone recognizes it. Despite, like, doesn't he look like 12 in that picture? But they show it to them and everyone's like, oh, oh yeah, that's, that's not it. chick. <laughs> like, I, okay. like, if it's a photo of me, because I'm very distinct with the like, red hair, I do remember, I think you can show someone a picture of my brother and they'd be like, oh, yeah, Kevin. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> but you know what? Like, I I would say I look very much like I looked when I was 14. Yeah. I, I so. agree that it does not look like chick. No, not at all. I do not agree that someone would look at it and be like, oh, yeah, that guy who lives next door to that's me. That's clearly Charles Smith. <laughs> 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Archie does exactly what he thought he was going to do, and Veronica told him not to do. Which is bring him to Mr. Swenson's house. Yeah, well, at least he looks at it. But before he gets in, he is has a man in all black, and literally, like a morph suit on his face. Yeah, he's wearing, he's wearing, he's going full, like, black hood. Runs past him. Yeah, and he's like, hey, who are you? And then, surprise, surprise, two more appear. Archie gets beaten up by three black hoods. Yeah, it, it's, it's exciting, it's interesting. But you know what else is exciting? Sheik is in the Cooper house. <laughs> yeah, because Alice Invited him, him over. Like, okay. Much like a vampire. And Once then... you invite him in, he's there forever. And then uh, Betty and Jughead just start shouting at him. And he tries to be like, Mom, Betty hates me. She doesn't want a brother. Can I say that, like, what a, one thing I appreciate about this is that uh, Chick does not give up the bit immediately. Because everybody in this show, I feel like as soon as they're confronted with... And, you know, in TV in general, when they're confronted with something, they're, they're like, like, nope. Well, I guess I better explain my plan now. And he she, holds on to it for a long time. he never really explains his full plan. Yeah, he actually might be the most well-written character on this show. He's just a poor, sad boy who wants a family. And no one ever taught him how to do things right, so he only does bad things to get what he wants. Yeah, we'll talk about Chick at the end of this. Anyway. Um, but he, he, he grabs a knife. He, he slices Alice, Alice on the arm. Yep. Which gives her, which ne- is never really brought up again. And then Betty is like, I have a knife too. No, 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 she, no, she just she knocks him. With? Oh. No, she just knocks, I don't know, like some kitchen she implement. She anyway. smacks him twice. She's like, smack, smack. Yeah, Betty and Jughead are like, oh, none of yeah, this. He goes down. He goes down. Uh, the lodges are smug. <laughs> smug about themselves, but then Veronica gets a phone call. And in a shocking turn of events, it's revealed the fake black hood is Nick Sinclair. Thanks, previously on. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's Nick St. Clair and two of his broiest friends. Okay, he is definitely not limping, because he was definitely the Black Hood who was running past Archie. He wasn't <sighs> the Black Hood who was punching him. Uh, who knows? I don't... I, mm, <laughs> who knows? Time low. Uh, but he's like, hey, Veronica, I kidnapped Archie. Give me a million dollars. Or else. Or else. And then Veronica's like, Mom, Dad, help. And, and mom and dad are like, Veronica, no, Nick's family is also in the mafia. We can't start paying other mafia families ransom. Look, we're retroactively doing mafia stuff. Everyone's mafia. Everyone's mafia, Veronica. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, everyone's mafia. And then Hiram's like, I mean, I guess I'll just call the dad and be like, hey, be cool. <laughs> yeah, and he, and I, I for some reason I feel like that would work. You know what? I actually think that Hiram does call the dad and is like, "Hey, be cool," and it just doesn't quite make its way down to Nick yet. <laughs> well, um, we'll talk about that when it comes up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, Cheek uh, is now duct taped to a chair in the yep. basement, and he reveals. No, he, a, so no, here's the thing: he is Chick. He is Chick. Yeah. yeah that's the no, name I was he goes gonna by. say what he reveals is that the real Charles. Yeah. Came to the Cooper house. Yeah, apparently. And uh, Alice closed the door on him because she clearly didn't know who this child was. And then he... And thought he was selling something. And then he overdosed on Jingle Jangle. And the problem is is that that they should not have chose Jingle Jangle. Because every time I hear that, the story immediately, I'm just like... (laughs) (laughs) That's not a drug. Like, the the actor's playing chick really does a good job of... doing that story like it's a very like dark and heart like breaking mm-hmm. story but then he says jingle jangle and i'm and like it just wrecks oh all of it. god the thing is heart dent great actor yeah the thing that worries me about heart dent 
is I think he might be chick in real life. <laughs> he did this post on Instagram that I have, will never be able to forget. Yeah. It was a throwback Thursday of a photo shoot he did once. And it was a picture of him with all of this food. And he was like, throwback Thursday to the photo shoot I did where I had to stare at all this delicious food for 12 hours when I was too poor to buy any food for myself. And I wasn't allowed to eat any of it. <laughs> Kevin, why is he actually chick? Oh, he's just a sad boy. He's just a sad, sad boy. I mean, he's an actor. He's a sad boy actor. Actors are poor. Yeah. <laughs> um, here's a couple short scenes. We have one short well, scene. I mean, the, the important thing is that Alice does admit that, that a child came to her, I guess off screen, a child yeah, came to her door it. and she's like, leave child. So. And now that she's seen this yeah. picture, she recognizes it's her son. But I mean, in Alice's defense, she did the right thing. She was 15. Yeah. Could not raise her child. Yeah. Like, the Coopers would not have been a perfect family who were very successful no. if she raised a child at 15. Once again, the problem was not that she put the child for adoption. The problem is that that same Sisters of Quiet Sorrow place is the worst. But in her defense, she was 15. No, no, yeah, yeah. No, Alice, yeah. Alice is Alice, didn't know. Alice is blameless in this. But the it's, Sisters of Quiet Sorrow. Once again, are the worst thing ever, they're and they're just, just allowed to continue being the worst. But Alice is like... I have somewhere to be. And this is my fault. And it's like, it's kind of like, I feel like she's going to go off and kill someone. It's weird. It's very dark leaving. Anything could be happening. Anything can happen. Aaron. Yeah, Kevin. What are you drinking tonight? Well, Kevin, in our uh, ongoing trend... Of beers being humans. Oh, awesome. I am drinking The Last Strawberry, which is a strawberry wit. So, like, The Last Unicorn? Yeah. All right. Sadly, this... Oh, no, there is... Well, it's not very good information. (laughs) A refreshing Belgian wit brewed with fresh strawberries and sweetened with lactose. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, guys, he's also milk alcohol there. What? Some milkahol, if you will. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was unprepared. That is not a la- <laughs> That is Somebody who's lactose intolerant would be messed up by that. I was unprepared. And it's so good you're not lactose intolerant. <laughs> you would have been so screwed. <laughs> there is a warning on it, but it just says, contains fresh strawberries, keep refrigerated. But it has lactose in it. I guess, and look... How tiny the print is where it warns me there's lactose. Can I see? It's so right, I'm going to take a look at this. Um, a refreshing Belgian wit <laughs> brewed with fresh strawberries and sweetened with lactose, period. It's in the middle of like, all it says is contains fresh strawberries. It doesn't let you know that it's there's lactose in it. I know. Yeah, so water, wheat, malt, barley malt, strawberries, lactose, hops, and yeast. I didn't know lactose could just be like on its own. It's just an ingredient. Oh, yeah, here's some lactose. And like, I don't. Like, I understand that people who are lactose intolerant, if you have an allergy, you're aware of things. But I would never think to look at beer to be like, is there lactose in beer? <laughs> Yo, they're milking this? <laughs> um, guys, warning, warning. <laughs> Read the ingredients of your beer. <laughs> there might be lactose there in it. There could be lactose. And there's not a lot of ingredients in beer. So even though it's, like, really down, far down the line, on the ingredients line. There's not there's still many like ingredients. <laughs> Oh, no, there is. The ing- I just read the ingredients. Yeah, I said there's not that many of them. Yeah, which, like, there's no telling how much of lactose there is in there. There could be so much lactose. <laughs> so, yeah, so warning, I guess. Warning, beer can have lactose. I guess that's the what are you drinking <laughs> segment. 
Great. Good. Do you want some? No, I'm weirded out. I also don't know if I want some. <laughs> You've been drinking it, but now it's been tainted. It says keeping beer weird. <laughs> and this beer <laughs> is weird. It's a very weird beer. It's a weird beer. A weird beer. Weird beer. <laughs> okay, so we do have a short scene where Kevin confronts Cheryl. About, like, not sucking. Yeah, it's like, Cheryl, d- why? Don't attack people's parents. What? Well, also, like, don't attack the sheriff. What are you... He's trying. This is, this is once again, this is the one thing that I think he's in the right about yeah. for someone who's been a real bad sheriff. This was his good sheriffing. Yeah, he could have called him out on all the other things he did when he, like, interrogated children of their parents. When there were only two people who worked in the police precinct. <laughs> when, when he... When he arrested we... Cheryl? Yeah. 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 I mean, once again, Cheryl... Cheryl did uh, declare I killed him. (laughs) Cheryl's also not great. But then Cheryl doubles down on the fact that apparently the vixens are going to protect the town. And the vixens are all like, we still haven't agreed to this. Cheryl, stop. We don't want to do this. No one wants this. She has a meeting where she's like, everyone take a gun. And they're like, no. no. Where did these come from? We're 15, Cheryl, and cheerleaders. We're kids. Like, 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 the athletics we have is not... Is not fitting towards like fighting someone. I'm so excited to see all the cheerleaders like doing their flips and like their high kicks as it's they gonna, take it's on the be black like Jim Cotta. <laughs> yes, because at least with the football players, I'm like, and wait, were they wrestling? No, they're football. Were there they was rest- no football first and then wrestling team. The wrestling team, I think, were the ones who um, unhooked the. The wrestling team unhooked the scorpion serpents. Serpents. Yep. The football team was, was the red, the red, the red circle. circle. Yeah. Um, so I mean, at least they have the the technique of just running into things. Yeah. And the wrestling team grapples people to the ground. Yeah. Like, the, don't get me wrong. The cheerleaders are very athletic, but not in the way not you in need the to be a vigilante group. Way. Unless, once again, Jim Cotta. And guns. <laughs> they got guns and Jim Cotta. So Good. Then Archie is all tied up by Nick St. Clair, and he's like, Nick St. Clair, you don't understand. There's a killer in the town, and I'm the only one who can stop him. Like, Nick, I'm after a serial killer. This is not the time. You can kidnap me in two weeks. <laughs> Settle down. I like how he's just like, you gotta let me go. I'm chasing a serial killer. And Nick's just like, whatever. I don't care. I don't care. And then Archie's like, my dad might die. And Nick's like, I still don't care. Still, yeah, I don't. Uh, uh. The thing you don't understand. Is I am a rapist, and that made my family disappointed in me. So I need to prove to my family I need to earn my bones yeah. by doing a murder. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm gonna. I get. I guess my family will like me now. I'm like, no. The reason your family hates you is because you're real dumb. Yeah. Don't. Don't be a bad mafia guy. Don't roofie people. Don't be a bad like. The reason the mafia works is because they're all, like, super law-abiding citizens. Yeah, they look like they're very, very legal. Other than their mafia dealings. Yeah, so they don't want their kid raping people. Mafia people survive because they're like, hey, look at those good guys. They're involved in the community. They have nice houses. Yeah, the entire point is that the mafia is supposed to be liked by a lot of people and just disliked by other people yeah <laughs> nick's doing it wrong yeah <laughs> and he continues to do it wrong it's great how bad mafia <laughs> is in this one so speaking of doing it wrong veronica loves to steal her parents money yeah so she goes into a safe at because apparently maybe they just have a million dollars in a safe but she's they like, don't yeah because of course they wouldn't also they have a safe that's just full of just stat like 
thick stacks of money. I guess hundred dollar bills. Which I get for some reason silly to me. Except for the only except for I thought about it more. I'm like, oh no, that's for when um uh, Hiram's talking to someone, and so he can like. You know, except it'd be like, like throw down a stack of money. Yeah, you'd be you'd be like, well, maybe we can uh, come to an agreement, and he drops down a stack of money. That's entirely what they're for. He's like, <laughs> it is horrifying that yeah. Veronica knows the combination to the safe. Yeah, what do you think it is? Hiram's birthday? Uh, Hermione's measurements. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Could be could be creepier. Could be Veronica's measurements. <laughs> I, I can imagine Veronica insisting that, though. <laughs> now that I'm a part of the mafia. I want your safe combo to be my measurements. They used to be mom's. Like, no, they didn't. <laughs> what? What? No one wanted that, Veronica. <laughs> it was 51, 42, 43. What do you think her measurements are? <laughs> and then Hermione's like, I have my own needs of measurement. <laughs> Hiram, you didn't know. I, I just measured random parts of my body. You don't know what those measurements of. You as, you assume bust waist uh, hips. No, you don't even know what they are. Is cranium <laughs> length length of the length of my left arm, and then uh, eyeball to knee. It's an important <laughs> measurement. When you're a mafia wife, we use our wiles <laughs> and our measurements from eyeballs to knees. <laughs> you'll learn this one day. Don't worry, you'll figure it out. Moyle, is that it? No, that's a mall. Yeah, because Moyle is a that's a that's a bar mitzvah. No, that's a um, circumcision thing, isn't yes. it? Yes. So it's not a mall. It's a mole. Mall with an O. Yeah, and not a Moyle. Yeah. <laughs> Man, those are way all way too similar. Too many words. Um, Keller is very sad, and he yeah. very works on his beautiful mind wall, and he's like. I missed something. The thing is that he, he admits his shortcomings very, very well. He he essentially admits what we said earlier. He's like, maybe I shouldn't have shot him and should have, like, like you know, took him in for questioning. And I'm like, I mean, you're right, but let me promise you, that's not what Cheryl was thinking or Ex- anyone is thinking. Nope, just you, Sheriff Keller. Yeah, they're, they're not angry that you shot the guy. I bet when he did, they're like, yeah, you did the right thing. You need to kill the killer. If there's anything I know from seeing the internet, um, there's mm. literally nothing the police can do to, to be right. I know. Because um, there's a guy in Toronto who didn't shoot the... the... Which I think is awesome, because yeah. that means he can put be put on trial for his crimes. But there's a lot of people who are like, why didn't he just... He should have just shot him. I'm like, no, there's no uh, way to win. There's no way to win. Uh, but, <laughs> but, like, yeah. Yeah. So he goes... Then someone breaks his car window and, and they wrote Sheriff Killer, killer. on it. And I'm like, clever, like, great work. Like, good job. This town is so easy to, like, get into a fervor. You really just need to do a speech and people will listen to <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, they're like, yeah, let's riot. Until someone else does a speech. <laughs> yeah, let's not riot. So uh, Nick meets Veronica at yeah. Pop Tate. Yeah, she's going to give him the money. But, but it's not enough it's money. Not enough, not a mi- Nick knows a million dollars by weight. Nick has probably been doing a lot of practice runs of this. Yeah, he's like, he's been just lifting a million dollars. Like, oh, that's the weight of it. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's how he works out. He just loves a million dollars. Yeah, it seems like rich boy that. problems. Uh, and then he's like, he and de- he and decent proposals her. Yep, she can make it up to him by finishing what they started in New York. Gross! You're 15. Yeah. Everyone yeah. flirts. Yeah, yeah. It'd be. Yeah. Just, like... He's real bad as a 15-year-old. We like to do PSAs on this podcast, because <laughs> I feel like we have maybe some teen listeners. Yeah, presumably. We definitely don't have teens on the show. When you 
flirt with someone, you do not owe them anything. No. And also, they do not owe you anything. Yeah. And when someone flirts with you, they don't owe you anything. Sometimes people just flirt with each other. And sometimes he makes jokes like, oh my god, when we're 40, if neither of us have married anyone, we should be married. But that's just because everyone has watched Friends too much. (laughs) Yeah, don't say that. It makes it sound weird. It's not serious, not real. No one likes that. No one likes it. Um, All I can think is like... once, remember how Nick said he was doing this to, to for like to impress his parents? Can you imagine Nick St. Clair going up to his mom and dad and being like, Mom and Dad, I can have Archie got $100,000 and had sex with the girl. And they're like, leave! <laughs> what? Why does he think that, like... <laughs> Why does he think that will impress them? Mom and Dad, I kidnapped a guy and ransomed him for sex. Are you impressed with me yet? No. I'm, I'm so good at mafia. Like... No. No, you're not. You're not. You, you're 15 who kidnapped a 15-year-old to convince another 15-year-old to have sex with you. No, you're just, like, the worst person. You might be a sociopath. I think, I think, and I'm in the mafia, and I'm saying you're a sociopath. So we're going to get you a mafia therapist. <laughs> that sounds like they're going to kill him. <laughs> yes. A mafia therapist definitely kills you. Um. Then we have a scene, which we should care more about, but we don't. Yeah, well, Alice, when she left the house, she was super, like, up and, like, you know, wasn't foreboding. What was she doing, Aaron? She just goes to FP's house. Yeah. And then she cries. She because cries. Because and... in a shocking turn of events, FP is the dad of Charles. But she's like, and he's dead. And <laughs> I can't imagine FP's thoughts in the scene. He's like, in the one scene, is like, I had your child, and he's dead. He's like, like, what? I mean... I, uh, uh, we were 15. Um, what about Chick? Nah, he's someone else. She slides over Chick so much. <laughs> She's like, he's someone else. I thought she was there to, like, tell him about Chick, but as soon as he brings um Chick up, she's like, nah, don't worry about it. He's someone else. He's someone else. This is about us. This is about us. <sighs> um, and then Betty. Betty, Betty, Betty. So, Betty's ringtone for her phone is not a creepy rendition of Lollipop Lollipop. However, when the Black Hood calls her, that is the ringtone she has assigned to him. Because <laughs> apparently he always calls from the same unblocked number, and no one has tried to trace that. Well, Betty hasn't told anyone. Betty has not tried to chase trace that, despite I mean, the fact she's a journalist. Yeah, Betty apparently can't imagine. I can't believe it took me, like, to episode 19 I sure. think we're on. Um, I just scroll up on my script. Nineteen. Uh, it took until episode nineteen for me. Like the only way that she can have a ringtone for him is if he's calling from the same number, mm-hmm. and she has it saved on her phone, which means he's calling from the same number, which definitely means you can track the same number he constantly calls you with. And you can Google that, or also Sleuther, Dean Sleuther, it. Or get a court order, give it to Sheriff Keller. Well, again, she just doesn't want. She. I guess we're supposed to be like she's going dark, but she's so bad at being... Remember when she was Nancy Drew and it was awesome? Mm-hmm. She had that cool pea coat on. She's solving crimes. and she now she the lead of this TV show. And now she can't handle this. Anyway, so she well, gets a call from the Black Hood. Don't worry. She's real Betty about it. She takes notes during this phone call. <laughs> and her notes are... There's a four, four words. Well, four phrases. Sorry, four phrases. Svensson. Midge. Mistakes. 
den of sinners. Yeah, essentially, it's like she's doing reverse Mad Libs, where he says a sentence and she takes, like, nouns from them. And she underlines them, too, like that means something. And from this, she realizes that she and Jughead have to go back to the hostel, because... That's where he came from. There's no way the I really believe there's no way the black hook can know any of this stuff. And at this point, he's just like, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's do just stuff. saying keywords. Yeah, he's like, maybe she'll figure something out. I would like to do a murder. Could I have Sheik delivered to me eventually if I just talk talk cryptically enough? Yeah, so they're yeah. gonna head back to the hostel where they don't put on disguises. <laughs> no, I just want them to put on disguises. And they're also like, we want to rent a room, and then they use that. I, I, for some reason, I feel like they could have just walk past, but I guess yeah, no one would have noticed. I, I guess that lady, it's, I don't know, whatever. They, they do a scene where they're like, we're gonna have a room together on the second floor, and then they go and ask people. Most importantly, there's a sign up by the place where you pay for your room <laughs> that says, "No dogs, no, absolutely no dogs." No dogs. Cats are okay. <laughs> like it, it, It's not the guy, because remember the guy left. Yeah. So now it's just a random lady who likes cats. She likes the cats. So, Jug and Betty go upstairs where they find a random neighbor who... A very nice Hispanic woman. Yeah, who's going to tell them everything, everything. with <laughs> the smallest amount of prompting. And she's like, hey... Do you know this guy? And she's like, oh, yeah, he's a nice guy. He lives with a, ma- with a bad guy. And he was very nice to me. He would always say, like, hello. Uh, then one day there was a f- I saw some fighting and heard, or I heard some fighting and I didn't see the nice guy anymore. But I did see a bunch of blood. And she's like, and Betty's like, oh. Oh, oh. That, that was easier than I expected. <laughs> and I'm like, so <laughs> she won't tell the police, I guess. Which, once again, she's living in a creepy hostel. I understand that. But it's she- a- but she, but she is going to be like, hey, random teens. Hey, super cute, squeaky clean teenagers <laughs> who didn't put on disguises. <laughs> Hello, fellow teens. <laughs> Would you like to hear about a murder I saw? She's not a teen. <laughs> Maybe she is. Who knows? I was, I was, I was doing the uh, Jeff, not the Jeff Goldblum, the, um, oh, why can't I remember the guy from Boardwalk Empire and the Big Lebowski? And... Jeff Bridges? No. It's a bit. <sighs> I'm so mad because it's, it's the sort of thing where, like, you know someone's name until mm-hmm. you're about to say it. And then it's just gone from your yeah. brain he, forever. He, he historically plays, like, not attractive looking people. He's got kind of a weird face. But he's fine. Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. <laughs> Steve Buscemi, yeah. Um, he does, he, that is his thing. Um, yeah, Steve Buscemi, when he says the, hello, fellow teens. Uh, Veronica, oh no, sorry, Betty and Jughead interrogate Chick. He's still in the basement, tied up. And he's still super lying. Yeah, and he's still, uh, and like, so essentially they're trying to get him to to admit that he killed Charles. But he's like, no. I told you Overdose. Jingle jangle. I'm, once again, I'm impressed about this, because most, not just Riverdale, most shows have characters break so easily. <laughs> this is why I'm hanging on the fact that he might be one of the best written characters on the show. I have never seen a TV villain yeah hold to his like gumption which, so which, strongly for some reason makes me feel for him more of just being like a sad guy who thought he found a family and he just thought alice was gonna love him but to be fair, he found the wrong family and he was real creepy about it yeah like this is and real bad for him this is actually a very good episode because then veronica yeah. sadly puts on her makeup she prepares for in her indecent proposal date 
And then uh, the Black Hood calls again. Yeah, Betty keeps on getting advice from the Black Hood. It's and such a weird dynamic. I initially thought the Black Hood wanted Betty to do a murder, because you know that the Black Hood wants her to go into her darkness. I guess. But I... what he actually wants is for her to hand Sheik over to him. Yes. And then we asked, where is Hal? Yeah, but then FP comes in, he drags Jughead out, and he's, he's like, like, stop doing torture! <laughs> and he's like, this is not, it's not our house, it's not our choice, stop this, let them choose what to do about this thing. He did have this one terrible line where he was like, after Jason Blossom, we can't get involved with torture again. <laughs> we gotta stop, to, to be fair, FP does so little in this season, he mostly is just around until someone drags him kicking and screaming. That's true. He's always just like... I guess I'm doing this now. I just want to work at Pop Tates, guys. <laughs> like, he is so little <laughs> drive of, like, driving any plot forward. He's just there for someone to be like, hey, FB, I'm going to screw your life up a little bit more. You want more crime? <laughs> no, I don't. Well, you got it. And Alice makes a decision that they need to tell Hal. Good call, Alice. Uh, Veronica okay. is... <laughs> so there is this terrible moment. Veronica walks in. She's like, oh, Pate, caviar, champagne, all my favorite things. Yeah, she, she's really playing it up for Nick. But, like, thanks, TV show, because we forgot she was rich. <laughs> so let's give her the most stereotypical rich things. Yeah. <laughs> we even, I would, it would be pretty awesome if she walked in and she's like, oh, man, poutine! Mmm, in an out burger. <laughs> Which I think is only on the West Coast, so that would actually be, like... Oh, man, pierogi stuffed with mac and cheese. Mmm, pierogi's on poutine. <laughs> I'm both Polish and French. <laughs> I've been just like the worst food. <laughs> oh, man, a burger stuffed with pierogies with poutine on top of it. Mac and cheese wedges on the side. Literally just a pound of cheese. <laughs> I just want carbs and cheese. Just carbs so on carbs on carbs. Just a solid brick of old cheddar cheese. Oh, not old. Medium. Ah, a solid brick of medium. <laughs> That's what Nick says. It's not old. It's medium. And she goes, ooh. ooh. And then she just lifts it up. It's like a full, like, wheel. She just <laughs> takes a bite. That would have been an amazing, like, twist. So good. <laughs> Turns out she's a freak. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm sorry, Kevin and I called this so early. Yeah, I'm like, Veronica's definitely poisoning she's him. She's definitely poisoning him. And then she's like, can I pour you a drink? Like, oh, she's definitely poisoning she's him. She's definitely poisoning and him. And then she, then she pours the drink away from him and brings him the glass. And I'm like, Poison. she's definitely poisoning him. And then he drinks the drink and she doesn't drink her drink. Like, oh, she poisoned Poison. him. <laughs> but Archie doesn't know the poisoning is happening. Nick <laughs> is so bad. Nick is so bad. Do you, do you think he really spent this time being like, I really did a good job of seducing that woman. She super wants to sleep with me. Yeah. I mean, I can believe it because he's a monster he's a that that he's like, yeah, she, yeah, this is how you just how you get a girl. I didn't realize this. I never had to roofie. I just had to buy this medium cheddar. No, I just had to kidnap her boyfriend and ransom sex out of her. Oh, so oh, much better than roofies. So much better than roofies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's funny because it's terrible. Guys, he's a monster. Uh, but Archie figures out, has a real uh, Newton moment where he figures out gravity. He can just rock his chair back. Yep, he just tips back and he uses his <laughs> robo-weight to smash that chair. And he's free. Yeah. <laughs> and then one of his captors is like, that chair fell over. And Archie's not here. And Archie smashes him with a chair leg. 
and runs into the night, why, essentially. Why didn't the Lodges just send Andre in? He's killed teenagers before. And Andre loves his best friend. Can, can you imagine, like, like later when Archie's like, just, like, mentions, like, oh, no, I was, like, because like, he has, like, a broken nose yeah. now. It's like, like, hey, Archie, what happened to your nose? And he's like, oh, I just broke my nose. I got kidnapped by some and guy. like, what? what? No one told me? Who is it? I'll kill all of them, Archie. I'll find them now. I'll, find, I'll kill them now, Archie. Don't worry. It's been months. I'll hunt them down. <laughs> tell, tell, tell me where they are, Archie. I'll protect you. I love you so much. And then he hugs him and, like, cries. And <laughs> Archie's just like, all right. Uh, thanks, like, Andre. But Archie, once I kill them, can we finally get that beer? <laughs> Still 15. In six years. In six years, Andre. Or we can go up to Canada and we can do it in three. <laughs> okay. We have to visit Papa P- Putin's lands. <laughs> Papa Putin's dead. You killed him. But his oh, lands, right. Archie. We have to go to his lands. <laughs> his land is still there. <laughs> and I own it now because I killed him, as per mafia rules. You keep what you kill, I guess, because they're also um, those people from the uh, Riddick movies. Yeah. So Kevin, Necromongers. That's their name is Necromongers. What you and I really need to do is write a Riverdale spinoff just chronicling Andre's journeys. Oh, <laughs> uh, Andre. Oh, My Andre. fan fiction. <laughs> Uh, so Veronica and Nick dance, and I'm just waiting for him to pass out. Meanwhile, Archie <laughs> Robo runs, and he forgot. He forgot he has to take his T-shirt off to run faster. He runs from wherever warehouse he is in to the five seasons. He runs so far and he so run- fast. <laughs> he does, he, like he doesn't. He just runs there, and then he he, he just, just runs. runs. <sighs> Uh, this is like the moment in season one when he punched that ice. Yeah, he just runs. Meanwhile, Hal is so mad. He learns everything. And he's just like, you dumb people. What? Call the police. I li- and they're like, no, no, no. He murdered someone and we helped him get rid of the body. And Hal's like, why? Why? Why did you? This is all your, every one of your faults. She just picked a random guy up at a hostel. And then Betty's like. Mom just likes to protect Sheik, and she walks away. And then and we learn. Then like, no. Well, Hal's learning something. We learned something, which is remember way, way back in season one, like episode four. Remember that Chekhov's gun? <laughs> and by Chekhov, I mean Grundy? uh, Grundy's gun. Yeah, remember Betty got Grundy's gun, and then her mom found it in her uh, uh, underwear drawer. drawer. Um, I guess her mom gave it back to her. Because Betty's got that gun. <laughs> yeah, she explains. I took it from, you know, Miss Grundy, a predator, like you. Uh, but all I can imagine is Alice being like, well, Betty, this technically is yours. And I can't take your property because I'm a good mom. <laughs> so here's your gun. <laughs> Do you think it happened when she turned into a good mom? She's like, Betty, I know I've been terrible for the first half of the season. But I'm a good mom now. So I'm going to give you your gun back. This is how I show I trust you. <laughs> this is loaded. Yes, it is. It wasn't loaded when I got it. It's loaded now. Don't ask questions, honey. Oh. It's your gun. So <laughs> So she has the gun. And she takes Sheik out into the night. Yes. We could say more, but essentially, she takes him into the night. Yep. Uh, so Archie has Robo run all the way to the five seasons. And then he Robo breaks the door down. <laughs> yeah. And, our, and Nick's just on the ground. Because him was roofied. Yeah. <laughs> for, for some reason, this line Veronica says, like, I gave him a taste of his own medicine. I'm like, ah. And then she explains to me, like, I roofied him. I'm like, yep, got that. Thanks. But Archie needed that. <laughs> I want, that would be great. There's a moment where it's like, I gave him a taste of his own medicine. And then he's like, you, 
you raped him? He's like, no! <laughs> I roofied <laughs> him! Jesus, Archie! And she makes it real sweet, because she's like, I kept the roofie in the necklace you gave me. Oh, oh right! <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that she had the roofie. In the necklace! Wait, that's even weirder than Betty keeping the gun! She just kept a roofie around? I guess so. I just assume she got one because she's Veronica and the Mafia. No, but she says that she kept it in the necklace that Archie gave I her. I know, I missed that. I knew she was referring to the locket. I didn't know why. Now, she, she may have gotten the roofie and then put it into the necklace and then worn the necklace, so it was, like, secret. Well, Keep it secret, keep it safe. It doesn't change the fact that some, that she had kept that roofie just, like, in her, like, just, she didn't throw it away. Like, I like remember when she broke her pearl necklace because <laughs> she found out her dad did crime? She she didn't throw up the roofie in dramatic. She's like, oh, I'll keep this for later. I'll need this one day. Slid it into her tiny pocket. <laughs> anyway... And then she comes up with a um with a, a, plan. a terrible idea. She's going to ransom him back to his parents, I guess. Cool. Cool. Good mafia stuff. That's what you do in the mafia. You ransom. There's no way that will not come back on you for... You should definitely I, turn I the families against the other families. to assume. She was like, hey, so your son kidnapped my boyfriend. I would ra- think so. I would think she would tell the whole story. Because then I can imagine the, the same coach being like... Uh, All right, here's a million dollars. Please don't tell anyone about this. Yeah, there's no way that don't, she's don't just Don't tell like, the other families. I have kidnapped your child. She definitely told the whole story. Yeah, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm going to give her that. Because there's video footage of it. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's bad. Because he's bad. Okay, so now Betty and Sheik are in the graveyard the where snowy it's winter graveyard. again. <laughs> yeah, the snowy graveyard. And Betty points her gun at Sheik's back. And she's like, tell me. Tell me what you did. And she's like, yeah, okay, I killed Charles. Yeah, I did they, a bad. Yeah, they got in a fight, and they got heated. I didn't mean and to. He didn't mean to kill him. I just do bad things sometimes, but I'm a good, good boy. Is it weird how much sympathy I have for Chick? He's a good, lonely boy. I have, it's, if, like, in any other show, he would be a main character. Mm-hmm. of just being like, I've made some terrible mistakes, like you have, Betty. He is essentially Ryan Atwood from the OC. Yeah, I mean, like, too, Ryan Atwood didn't murder anyone, but, but I mean, this is a rough, this is a darker show. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like I could be doing a spoiler, but I think Ryan Atwood does do a murder. We don't, but that's later. I think. But, like, Ryan Atwood also stands and stares a lot. Yeah, it's, it's, I, it's weird how much I have sympathy for, for, um, Chick, but Betty, because I guess she's going dark, though I don't understand her descent. It's 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 not character motivated; it's plot motivated. Betty's only dark when the plot needs someone to be dark. Yeah. So she essentially the black hood there, and he walks up. And then Betty's lumbers. like, "You have a seventy percent chance. Of... You better run." Yeah, and then Sheik's like about to cry. And so then he runs. And then he runs. And then the Black Hood runs after and I'm him. Like, There's no way that old man chases that young, drug-filled boy. But we don't know. It's weird how much sympathy I have for for Chick. I, I hope know. he. Sur- I hope he survives. I hope he survives, and he reforms himself, and then he's a sweet, sweet boy who's pissed at Betty. I hope he never forgives Betty, but he becomes good. He becomes Archie's best friend. <laughs> he never forgives his fake sister. I, I hope. Um, that Andre's just walking by and Chick, like, runs into him. He's like, save me! And they go off on their own adventures. Kevin, is our spinoff series. Yep, this is our fan fiction. TM, 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 TM. It's, it's about Cena Chick. Cena Circle, Cena Circle, Cena Circle. <laughs> yeah. 
I actually, you know what? Actually, I actually thought that um, Chick and uh, Charles might have like might be like in a relationship. I thought so too. Yeah, I, I felt like like that like they might actually be like boyfriends. And he super accidentally killed him. Yeah, and it's... and maybe didn't like you know it's the type of killed him where like they were fighting and then they like kind of pushed each other. And well, then he pushed him, and he hit his head. Well, I mean, and then considering how he killed the shady man, like essentially to protect his, who he be- not who he believed that who, but who, who he, he had ex- chosen, to chosen be to be his mom. Like mm-hmm. that's something that uh, Alice clarifies. Unless if she's still lying, that chick killed him, which means that he, he did kill him he, to protect her. Yeah, he he killed, and yes, he brought him to the house, but he also killed a guy. To protect not his mom, just a woman that he's like, you're my mom now. Mm-hmm. God, I love Chick so much. <sighs> Poor Chick. Poor Chick. Um, <laughs> so that's essentially the climax of the episode. There's yeah. a few little things. Keller is very drunk and very sad. Yeah. Um, yeah. No one can force him not to be the sheriff. Well, he says, if Hermione wins, I'm going to be kicked out. And if Luke Perry Andrews wins, I can fight again. But maybe it's better if we bring in someone from the outside who can actually save these kids which doesn't make much sense keller you know you're supposed to know this town better than anyone else and keller you had no reason not to think he was the black hood yeah like we made some gags at the time you we never said you he he wasn't like we said you shouldn't have shot him in the back exactly but but you know what it was again that's us sitting in chairs like (laughs) to show i think we both were like finally keller's being a good police officer like yeah like once again been nice if he shot him in the leg, but he, but he, but he, he was a guy that he thought he was a Black Hood. The Black Hood has been a terror on this town. He knows that he was forcing a guy, uh, Betty to bury her friend, like, and alive. Also, he is a small town sheriff. He has never, I can't imagine he has ever been in any sort of situation before apparently where he had Jason to pull Bla- his gun. Apparently, Jason Blossom was gun. the first murderer in the town, so. Yeah, so. Anyway, uh, anyway. Veronica has the money, and Archie... <laughs> apparently his time with nick he's like nick you know what i do agree with what you're saying i guess i do need to so veronica's like you need to explain to archie why you didn't try to save him so hiram goes off to explain to archie why he didn't try to save him and Archie's like I don't, I don't care it's fine what i need to tell you is uh nick taught me i need to do a murder <laughs> i you know what i think nick might be my mentor now <laughs> Because if I'm going to be in the mafia, I need to get them bones. I need to be more like Nick is what I need to be. So if you're okay with it, Hiram, I would like to kill the Black Hood. <laughs> Hiram's like, sure. Are you not mad at me? <laughs> I don't I don't care if you want to kill the Black Hood. I have no relationship with that man. But as long as you're not mad at me, <laughs> we're okay. I feel like I feel like if you're talking about bones in mafia, I don't imagine it's just like, I killed a serial killer. They're going to be like... <laughs> Good. They're like, You're... good. You did a good thing there. No. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, sure, I guess Bones, whatever. I killed him. I'm the best mafia ever. Then Betty returns home. Where Alice is sitting on the stairs in the dark drinking wine from a glass. <laughs> mm, good <yeah>. for her. <laughs> yeah, could have been yeah. worse. Uh, Betty lies to her and says, I've dropped him, chick off at the train she, station. She half comes clean. She's like, I took him. I took him away. I took him away where he can never come back. I took him to the train, train station. station. And then her mom's like, oh, and then she's like, and then I, and then she looks around and she goes, where's dad? <laughs> yeah. And the TV show wants us to think that Hal is the Black Hood. Which I would not like. Me neither. He, he, but here's the thing I'm thinking of what they're going to go with. Here's my prediction, I guess. I think they're going to do 
that he does have a darkness, but it doesn't come from Alice. It comes from Hal, because Hal's a blossom, and I guess everything the goes back touch is awful. to the blossoms. Wait, no. Yeah, Hal's the blossom, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so I guess that's the idea, is that like the darkness comes from... The blossoms, blossoms or something. Because a brother will always kill a brother because twins. I don't know. I What? I'm confused. That's, I, you, that's you, the root I, of the blossom darkness. I know, but but Betty doesn't have a... Do you think they're going to reveal that Chick actually was her brother? I don't know. Can you imagine that double twist where, like, the sisters are quiet so are like, I gave you the wrong file. <laughs> I gave you another boy's file. Here's Charles. There's a lot of boys here called Charles Smith. That's <laughs> the name we pick for all our boys. Also, we're really bad. Like, real bad. You should shut us down. You should probably shut us down. We're just waiting for someone to turn us in. <laughs> so, Aaron. Hey, Kevin. This episode, did you find yourself a CW moment? A moment where logic was uh, just forgotten about, just like Nick St. Clair's cast slash limps, and was replaced with a sexy and uh, wily and terrible Nick St. Clair, which is drama. Okay. <laughs> that was conflict. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, I, I took it around eventually. Yeah, yeah, it came around there eventually. So a moment with no logic, only drama. You know, oh, I was going to say I liked it, but um, I didn't like it. What? Cheryl's sad, sad song in the cemetery. <laughs> yeah, who, I mean, to be fair, nobody, she probably offered to do it and no, and they're like, please don't. This is a very solemn moment. The thing is, I feel like, because they were saying ambiance. Yeah. But the show has had so much music in it. That is not sung by the characters. Maybe, we could have just had underscoring overscoring. I mean, maybe that was their way of trying to like slide us, slide us into the other episode. Here's the weird thing. I feel like that would work very, very well if you're binging the show. Probably. Because you would have just watched the musical episode. You would have episode. just watched the musical episode and this one would have began with, with a song. Which is weird because this show is not set up for binging. It's on TV. Yeah. It's on the CW. Well, like, I've talked about this on other things a bunch. The difference between writing for a ep- an episodic, like mm-hmm. week to week, and what writing for a binge show are different. Oh, yeah. The way the Marvel ones are set up are different than a TV show is set up. This one is set up like a TV show, but this moment is built for a binge. Which is interesting because they're trying to live in two worlds. Interesting. 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 Kevin, did you find a sexy, sassy Nick Sinclair and not one who <laughs> should definitely still have cast Son be in physiotherapy? This is this is weird because this is a um, uh, this is a CW moment that I guess like uh, we could have given so many times we just never did. I'm going <laughs> to give it now. Is the fact that uh, Betty has a ringtone for the Black Hood? Yeah. Because it makes no sense. It would mean the Black Hood has to be calling from the same number, and she has that number saved. Like, I, you know, we might have made a joke about this in, a, in an early episode. We did, and I think the reason it struck for you tonight <laughs> yeah. is because we didn't say this out loud, but Sheik has a line where he says, Betty, who called you with that creepy ringtone? Yeah, which means that it's not her main ringtone. Which means that she specifically assigned this creepy lollipop, lollipop ringtone to the Black Hood. And the thing is that you can't set up a ringtone to be just on a unknown number. He had to have a number that the phone will register as that number. Yeah. And assign that ringtone to. Which means she has a very clear way of at least, at, 
at the very least finding his, his phone, which apparently he always uses the same one. And how cool of a scene would that be? Even if it, even if it was just like a payphone somewhere, mm-hmm. that if, she, that she, if that like they follow this line, and maybe the Black yeah. Hood sets something up because they knew maybe the Black Hood has, Black Hood has had something set up for man. I'm just running over my words here. <laughs> maybe the Black Hood has had something set up for like months for her to follow that line and find like a box she opens and the size of a mirror facing her but there's like black hood like like outlines, outlines around, her. around her and he's just like she's just not doing it it's gonna be a cool moment it's so she, cinematic why is she why? not following my phone she could even just star 69 it I mean, you can just redial. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very old thing to say. But Star 69 is still a thing. I mean, there's just, re- there's just there's a call log. She has a call log on her phone. Unless, Kevin. Yeah. Unless. Betty has set up that everyone she knows has one ringtone. And when she gets a phone call from unknown numbers, creepy lollipop lollipop. Which means sometimes she gets phone calls from telemarketers. And she <laughs> freaks out thinking it's the Black Hood. <laughs> yeah, how many times has it been that she just gets like... Like, and, like, the lollipop thing, she picks up and goes, hello, and it's like, you have won a prize. Please stay on the line. She's like, oh, who cares? Not the black hood. Are you satisfied with your banking service at Chase America this month? Is, it, is this you? <laughs> if you would like to speak to a representative, please press one now. Please speak to me. What should I do? <laughs> I know you're still out there. Should I kill Sheik? <laughs> She's never talking to anyone. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> uh. Well, yeah, that's the episode. It's oh, we're coming into the home stretch here. The season's going to be done so three soon. more. It still feels too extended. They did a good job, I guess, of like drawing in some of the stuff from the non-Black Hood moments, but, but I, it still feels like I just wish this had been just a Black Hood season. Yeah, because all the stuff in the middle, like they're pulling back Nick Saint Clair. Actually, I think he might have been around during the Black Hood. I think so too. Um. But they also have, like, the entire... Ch- I mean, the entire chick thing's important. That essentially was the second... The second half. At least for... But they didn't give that as much focus as I thought they would. Like, it feels like if, if the idea was going to be Black Hood is the first half, and then you have Chick as the second arc, that arc didn't go great. Well, it didn't draw in enough other people. Yeah. Yeah. It was just essentially Betty being like... My, Please! <laughs> my brother's weird. And all it did was make me feel really sympathetic for that weirdo. Like, don't get me wrong, he's a weirdo and, like, not a stable person. But he's weirdly sympathetic in the light of a show. And you know what it did? It took all the screen time away from my sweet, sweet boy, Reggie. Oh, yeah. Reggie for Preggie. So if you guys love Reggie for Preggie, hit us up. Talk to us. Yeah. We're on some social media. It's all Podcast MOA, Podcast MOA. It's Instagram, it's Twitter. And you can also email us, Podcast MOA, Podcast MOA at gmail.com. Yeah, hit us up. Give us some reviews, because we need to pull ahead at this end, this end of the Riverdale season. Yeah, before we go back into maybe the OC. Maybe something else. Yeah. Use the social media we just talked about. Let us know if you want to go back into the OC. I'm fine with doing that. I'm fine with doing that. I like the OC too. Yeah. But we could also watch One Tree Hill. We could also... Do you like fifteen minute snippets of movies and dive like real deep? <laughs> yeah. Well, we uh, we know that we can. There's uh, at least uh, four, four more, more Twilights. Twilights we can do. So we could start reading some young adult novels. Who knows? <laughs> oh, we could do novel reviews. Oh, good. We're many things, and there no are things. good young adult novels and bad ones, and we'll find them we'll both. Find... <laughs> I mean, why would we read the good ones? I don't want to listen to that. <laughs> Where is Hal? 
Will Archie kill the Black Hood? Will Chick escape the Black Hood? Like, I need someone to tell me that he's going to escape the Black Hood so I can be okay. Because I really care a lot more about him than I do about Midge. Despite the fact, comic book character. Just he needs to escape. Answers to all this and more on the next episode of Mystery Outsiders and Abs. Teen drama fan cast. <laughs> <laughs>